passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in, WIP Daily. Joe Giglio with you. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following the show. Of course, our YouTube page, 94WIP. Tucker Bagley will join me in a few minutes as we react to and give our takeaways from another Eagles win. I mean, what else is new? All this team does is win. And last night may have been their most improbable victory in two years. Eagles 21, Chiefs 17, in a game they were down 17-7 at half. I mean, you talk about unlikely to win that game in that moment, considering how bad they were in the first half. The offensive line allowed five sacks. The Chiefs had 17 points on the board. The Chiefs were 62-6 and under Reed when leading by 10 or more at the half. They were 18-0 the last 18 times they scored first. 65-8 and under Reed when leading going into the fourth quarter, and none of it mattered because in the second half, the Eagles' defense clamped down. The Chiefs made major, major mistakes with drops and turnovers and gave the football game back to the Eagles. And the Eagles' ability to just be resilient and mentally tough, is it's remarkable. It is their calling card more than anything else. I think they have the deepest roster in the NFL, and they have the least weak spots in the NFL. That's that's like a football tangible thing. But then the intangible thing is they never they never seem like they're defeated, even when they look defeated. Like yesterday, I thought in the first half last night they were bullied. They were pushed around and bullied for the first time in years. I mean, I didn't think at any point last year they were bullied. And so far early this season, I didn't think they were bullied either. I thought the Chiefs out-physicaled them in the first half. And that's rare for the Eagles because they have so many good physical players, including their quarterback. They don't get out physical, but they just they never back down. They never let the game get away from them. It never became a three-score game where it's like, yeah, tonight's not their night. And they found a way. Let's give some takeaways on the game and how they did this. We'll get Tucker up in a few minutes. So 
I thought the biggest or one of the biggest things that, that jumped out last night, it was a Howie Roseman win. I mean, that you think about the roster and you think about weaknesses other teams have. And the Chiefs obviously have a weakness at wide receiver that is acute. I mean, it, it's, it's killing them right now. And I think their tight end, who's obviously become a bigger name in the world the last year, is actually going backwards as a player. Travis Kelsey is in decline. You could, you could see that. He doesn't move as well. That drop was, I, I think, a product of the idea that he knows he, he has to really get the corner to get away from a guy chasing him. Meanwhile, in the past, he might just shoot that guy away. So Kelsey's in decline. The receivers stink. They have a clear weakness in which Patrick Mahomes is being left out to drive. And that drop by MVS was ridiculous. The Eagles have none. The Eagles don't have an acute weakness. Yeah, they have some places they aren't great. I mean, they obviously. And we talked about the pass defense, but that was better last night. And you could see with Roby out there, it's a better slot situation. And Bayard made some plays like this last night. They're better in the secondary than they were six weeks ago in the secondary personnel-wise. Defensive line is a strength. Linebacker is, I would say, you know, maybe below average for the league, but not bottom two or three where it kills them. There's no weakness on the offense, especially with Cam Jurgens back. This roster was built by Howie and added to by Howie with zero glaring weaknesses. And in a season where there is no special team, that might be enough to win a Super Bowl. Like the Eagles are just either excellent or solid or passable in every single area. And most teams aren't where they have at least one spot on their team where it's like, that's going to kill them or that's going to kill them or that's going to kill them. The Eagles don't have that. And you saw it last night. The Chiefs weakness killed them in the game. And the Eagles did not have one area where it's like, oh, that's going to ruin a game. And really, that's been the story of the season. They don't have that. It's why they find a way to win every single week. And the other element to this is how mentally tough and confident they are. They never seem beaten. Like the first half of that game was a moment to feel beaten because they were. I mean, they were they were getting pushed around. The Chiefs were running the football down their throat. They couldn't protect Jalen Hurts. Nothing was working. A.J. Brown, who has been the calling card all year, was largely invisible. But then you let them hang around, let them hang around. Devontae Smith, that was one of the most impressive games I've ever seen him have in the NFL. And then that catch to, to kind of track the ball that was underthrown and catch it at the half-yard line or one-yard line was remarkable. The catch is over the middle. I love that game. Out of Devontae Smith last night. Other thing to mention, another takeaway. You know, we've done a lot, I've done a lot comparing this team to last year's team. And there's areas, obviously, where they are just as strong or stronger, and then there are areas where they're not as good or they're weaker. One area we have not brought up enough this year, I haven't brought up enough, is how much better the Eagles are special teams this year. It was a clear weakness last year. It was one area last year where they were weak, and they didn't have many. And that might have been their only area last year. And I guess run defense, so they patched that up as the season went along. That was a weaker point, but it wasn't awful. Their special teams was awful last year, one of the worst in the NFL. And, you know, it cost them in the Super Bowl. You go back two years ago in the NFL where the Packers had the number one seed and had a big season, and their special teams was awful. It cost them block punt against the Niners in a playoff game. If you have a big, big weakness, at some point it's going to kill you. Well, the Eagles special teams is not only not weak anymore, it's actually been pretty strong this year. I think they're getting pretty good punt work from man since he got here. Britton Covey has a chance to be a pro bowler after being the guy that people just thought was just like this fun story that made the roster, but come on, it's Britton Covey. Britton Covey's really changed the field position last night. I mean, Covey last night, he had 17, three returns for or a little over 17 yards per return last night. In a game where field position mattered, it's 21-17, 
That made a big difference. And how about the play by Josh Job late in the fourth quarter to down the ball at the nine-yard line, force the Chiefs, and we know with their receivers it's going to be an adventure, to go 91 yards. And they couldn't do it. I mean, they eventually made mistakes, and they had drops, and they killed themselves You know, in terms of field position, in terms of losing a down on the – uh, you know, the intentional grounding, like the Chiefs aren't built to go 91 yards in crunch time right now with that receiving core against a solid defense and a, and a good pass rush. So that made a difference. The, the, the absolutely made a difference for the Eagles having better special teams last night. That is really good. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. One other thing, and then we'll bring in Tucker and we'll talk about this team as we move forward here. I think Tucker's brought this up on the show, and it hit me last night just kind of thinking through the games I've seen so far this year. The Eagles' biggest challenge to win the Super Bowl is going to be before the Super Bowl. I I believe the winner of of the Super Bowl this year is coming out of the NFC. If you look at the top four right now in the NFC versus the top four in the AFC. So right now, and you know the order is kind of fluid here, but it's obviously the Eagles and the Lions and the 49ers and the Cowboys. I'll put the Cowboys as the fourth best record. I know the South's going to have a division winner. Come on. Whoever finishes second in the East, Eagles or Cowboys, they're going to beat the NFC South winner. The four best teams in the NFC by record are the Eagles, the Lions, the 49ers, the Cowboys. Those four teams, look at them compared to the four best teams in the AFC by record. The Baltimore Ravens, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Miami Dolphins. Those are the four best teams right now in the AFC. Look at the head-to-head matchups so far this year between the top four in the NFC and the top four in the AFC. I believe, doing the math earlier this morning, that the NFC teams are 4-1 and one in those head-to-heads, like those four versus those four so far this season. And there's more to come. That We'll have some more. Dallas, I know plays Miami later this season. Um, Baltimore does go to San Francisco, I think, around Christmas. So we'll, we'll get a bigger sampling of this before we get to the playoffs. But it's quite clear to me right now, the top four in the NFC are better than the top four in the AFC. I, I, you know, I think there's a real case we made. Kansas City's still the class of the AFC, still the favorite in the AFC, and we just saw them last night. Baltimore is good, but they've also had some really weird fourth quarters, and they lost Mark Andrews. I don't fully trust Baltimore. Miami, I think, trends more to being a fraud than a team that's going to actually hoist the Lombardi. They're good, but I think a tough NFC team will beat them most weeks, like the Eagles did when they played here in Philadelphia. And I think Jacksonville's a total fraud. That might end up being Houston when they finish the games this weekend. But whatever. They're right now in that spot. And we just saw San Francisco blow the doors off them in Jacksonville a couple weeks ago. So as we play this thing out and we look forward here, I think the – and it kind of reminds me, maybe it's not quite as severe of the gap, but it reminds me, you know, when I was young, the NFC was the class of the NFL. And watching the playoffs, you just kind of knew the NFC championship game was the Super Bowl. You know, whether it was the Bills or whoever it was waiting on the other side, uh, it was the Bills a lot when I was when I was a kid, whoever it was on the other side. Or one year was, uh, I think it was Steelers and Chargers. Stan Humphreys was the quarterback. And it was like, come on, you know, the winner of the NFC ch- championship game is going to win the Super Bowl. And this year is not l- quite like that. We're in the salary cap era, and whoever comes out of the NFC will not be favored by double digits over almost anyone in the AFC, unless it's a wild card team. But the point is, I believe the NFC is going to win the Super Bowl. I believe the Eagles' path to winning a Lombardi is going to be actually tougher at the beginning and middle of their path. Let's say, against 
San Francisco or Dallas in the, in the first you know playoff game or against the Lions in the NFC Championship game, then it might be against the Ravens or the Dolphins or the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. And that's not to say Andy and Mahomes can't figure this out and, and be better in February. I just think the NFC teams are deeper, better, more, well, more well-rounded. You see the knockout punch the Niners have. I haven't seen it all year from the Chiefs. You see the knockout punch the Cowboys have, although against bad teams, I haven't seen that much from, you know, let's say the Ravens who have done it a couple, a little bit, but also had bad fourth quarters in games. I just think the NFC at the top is better than the AFC. And last thing, we'll bring Tucker in. That game last night was huge. I know some people have made the point they didn't really need to win that game. Well, one of the tiebreakers for the number one seed is common opponents. And the Eagles got a win last night over a team. The Chiefs, as we go back to this 4-1, and one, top of the NFC, top of the AFC so far, the Chiefs won in Kansas City earlier this year. That's a big common opponent, you know, matcher last night. And I guess they'll go to another tiebreaker or whatever it's going to be. But that's that's big because if this thing comes down to a tiebreaker and the Eagles had lost last night, well, the Chiefs had that common opponent win over the Chiefs and the Eagles wouldn't have. So it was a huge win. And it also gives them a little bit of breathing room here the next three weeks because they have the rest disadvantage this coming Sunday against the Bills. They have it next week against the 49ers. They have the week after that against Dallas and then a long trip to what likely will be a desperate Seattle team as they're in a tough part of the schedule and look like they're kind of in a rut now. They may be teetering on, we're going to miss the playoffs if they don't win that night about a month from now. So this is, it's a huge win. I mean, it's just, it's a gigantic win. Perseverance, they, they, this is what they do. I mean, they just win almost every single week we're doing a podcast similar to this. I mean, they were outgained by what, 90 plus yards again last night, four time this year that's happened, and they've won. It's uh it's not rare you say that in the NFL. Tucker, we're gonna big takeaways from last night as the Eagles win again. It's like we just do the same episode every week, just a different story. Yeah, I mean, last night I texted you after the game, and I texted a few other people at WIP for you know, they're you know, give me one sentence, give me a take from the game. And James Seltzer was basically the Eagles just win. They just find a way to do it. I mean, they got outgained last night. They played probably their worst half of football at the beginning of the season. And for a team that that is really cognizant of how important, you know, the, the end of the first half, beginning of the second half can be, they were terrible, right? Like they had a shot to, you know, they got the ball with, I think, two and a half minutes to go, really had a chance to, to go down and maybe tie the game and have a chance to take the lead when they started the second half. And instead they go three and out. They allow Kansas City to kick a field goal to go down 10. They go three and out coming right out of the half and it felt just like they were stuck in the mud. Like they just had nothing offensively. They ran screen passes almost exclusively for like the middle two quarters, which was, you know, a little weird to watch. And maybe they were just so confused. That was Steve Spagnuolo did early on that they were afraid to, to do anything else, but they just pulled it out. I mean, they had that one big play to, to Swift to set up the first touchdown. They had the huge play to, to uh, Devonte Smith to set up the second and, that was it. And credit to the defense and credit Sean Desai for shutting out Patrick Mahomes. Although that Kansas City offense hasn't scored a second half point, I think since October 20, 22nd, I think it's three straight games. They've been shut out in, in the second half, which is wild to, to say out loud. But I mean, that's a game that I don't think the Eagles win if Jonathan Gannon's the defensive coordinator, right? Like I don't want to bring and drag Jonathan Gannon into this, but what they did in the second half and their ability to, to shut them down was huge. It allowed the offense to, to figure things out, to get a hold of themselves. And for a team like this, and we can quibble and we can talk about all of the, the issues they've had this year, they're good problems to have because you can have a game like yesterday where the offense struggled for 40 of the 60 minutes of the game and 
the defense pulled it out of the end. They forced two turnovers in the red zone. They were able to keep, you know, Patrick Mahomes and, and that offense in third and long to where they couldn't convert those easy passes like they did in the Super Bowl last year. I, I thought the run defense in the second half really tightened up and didn't allow them to, to play ahead of the six. It was it's a game I think we all walk away from. And there are a lot of things in complain and say, well, they need to improve this. This can't happen again. But the fact that they're doing this and still winning and not only beating just other NFL teams, beating teams that we expect to see in late January and early February, it's unbelievable. I mean, they're nine and one for the second straight season. They have the best record in the NFL for 29 straight weeks. I mean, since week one of last season, no team has been better than the Philadelphia Eagles. It's unbelievable. Right now, there's no question in my mind, we're in the golden era of Eagles football. It, this this run has surpassed the Reed era, and there were some great years in there. I mean, just go back to 02, 03, 04, a lot of victories, a lot of wins, championship games. This is the greatest run of Eagles football. And ironically, last night, obviously with Reed on the other side, I thought a major play in the game won with this just because sometimes other teams screwing up, you take advantage of it. And we saw that with the Ron Rivera games against Kansas City this year. The Cowboys always screw up at the end of the games. I thought Andy Reid's decision to punt fourth and four from the 39-yard line was ridiculous. I mean, I couldn't believe that. Would they get 19 yards on the net because the ball went into the end zone? That is a – and I know you can't trust the receivers right now. Kelsey's not getting much separation. But he chose not to get the ball to Mahomes, so could have scrambled for the four yards rather than punt the football. That was a crazy decision. Eagles take advantage. The defense stepped up. The special teams was good. Hurt shrugged off a bad first half, and the Eagles do what they always do. They win. What a night. The Eagles are 9-1 and one with Buffalo coming to town on Sunday. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following WIP Daily. We'll talk soon. Thanks so much for listening.